1: I'm Mark Boris, and this is Straight Talk. You're the Mark Boris I was exactly hoping for. Slightly guarded, mildly gruff. Your curiosity has to be earned. That is exactly the Mark Boris that I want, and I'm enjoying it. Ed Cavalier, Ed Cavalier. Ed Cavalier, welcome to Straight Talk. Here we are. I I find doing work is a reward. The reward doesn't have to come afterwards. The the great painter Pissarro used to say the same thing. Come on. Yeah. Let's get some Pissarro chat going. So many people would go to Picasso here, but not you. Shiraz Well, you're not a drinker, how did you know that? I got paid to say I was Okay <laughs> I can't be asked trying to impress people by being funny the whole time I'd rather just ask them questions about themselves and learn something And the comedian in me gives me the ability to look around and go Oh, that's funny, or oh, that's funny, or oh, that's funny But then also, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting If I had it my way, you wouldn't ask me a single question in this today Yeah, I know, no, I can see that And in my mind, I thought when you were reading the brief so The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to knock him off that fucking brief It's a good question Wow, I got you stumped. You do.
0: <laughs> Ed Cavalier, welcome to Straight Talk, mate. Thank you very much How for having me. Just straight in from uh, Southern
1: Cross, Australia, the uh, Day FM mothership. That's absolutely right. Just finished uh, with Husie and Aaron on uh, Today FM Breakfast. Walked up the road and here we are. I'm glad you had your best gear on. Uh, I am, Mark, originally a Queenslander. And oh, no, don't if, tell me that. Well, if another Queenslander sees me... In winter, five, yeah. w- wearing pants, the wires will go out. Someone will call someone, and I'll get a phone call from Gordon Teller saying, "Mate, I heard you are wearing shorts. I heard you wearing pants. And uh, where's the shorts? It yeah, wear the shorts." I buddy? thought
0: you were going to sort of tell me something about the state of origin. There, I got a little bit of worried. Well,
1: they, I think that might they might have to wrap that up as we're recording this. Uh, New South Wales have capitulated, and uh, there are a number of reasons for that, which I'm sure we could go into at another point because I do love my footy, as I know you do. But uh, that's a topic for another day. Man, I've got a question to start us off. Go for it. To I'm a stud us off. Yes, I'm a fan of the S-T-U-D. show. S-T-U-D. Did you say stud us off or start? Start us start off. off. I thought you said start. <laughs> to start well, it is a stud question actually. Yeah, go for it. In the Matthew Riley episode, which I very much enjoyed, you said that you were, quote, friends with David Hasselhoff because you, quote, used to see a girl whenever you were in LA mm. who was friends with David Hasselhoff. Of, with his wife. With his wife. Yeah. Right. Who was that? What was her name? Yes, please.
0: Uh, she probably prefer not to be named at this stage. But w- why do you ask? Because she's she's a very famous Afghanistan Afghani woman, mm-hmm. um, born in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and uh, rescued by uh, Henry Kissinger. Whoa, really? Yeah, her father was the uh, head of treasury of, yeah. of uh, Afghanistan, and when the uh, war started, she was uh, rescued.
1: And ha- and how and, did you meet?
0: Uh, I met her. We'll just do a reverse interview here for a second. Yes, we will. I met her in Cannes uh, at the uh, film festival. And what had taken you there that time? Uh, I was a speaker for um, Toyota, and uh, they had a, an event on there, a global event, and they asked me to go and um, address a whole lot of people. What was the to- what, what was your topic? Uh, economics, as usual, at that stage, anyway. Right. And, uh, and uh, I met her there. She was uh She was uh, uh What was she? She was a guest. Uh, she was with. Um, Nat Cole, Natalie Cole, yeah. who was the main singer there for the event and she was her best mate. Wow. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I met her there. But uh, I met her there because she was, like, surrounded by CIA, security. I can imagine. Guys with things in their ears and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I became quite close to her and uh, I used to visit her and she lived in L.A. Mm. And she was men's, mates with uh, David's missus. You're right. And uh, so me and the Hoff got to meet each other through – that connection so it was sort of reverse showbiz it was sort sort of of... reverse showbiz yes Uh, but that was the time when I drank I used to drink and as did the Hoff I don't know if he stopped drinking but uh, him and his missus used to drink a lot when did you stop Uh, some
1: time ago some time ago as did I yeah well I did what was your reason I couldn't have one. It was, it's either, and I was at university, it's in university and Tuesday started not to mean anything because I was at university, I was finishing, I didn't really have any direction. And it was actually quite close to here at one of the pubs that uh, was there where there was a party. And it was, I I just realized that you learn things about yourself as you go. And I realized that it was either one, one didn't mean one, one meant we're going to the moon. And I thought, right, that's it. And that was, I flicked a switch in my head and I remember I was living in a warehouse uh, on Cleveland Street and one night I woke up and the bread was running away and across the floor and trying to escape down the thing and I ran back into my girlfriend's room and I said, the bread's running away. And she said, I don't know if it is. I think you might have partied too hard. And I said, I guarantee the bread's running away. And I was very, you know, upset about this. And the next morning we found out that it was rats that had grabbed the bread and pulled it down and I was so distressed by the whole thing that I thought I don't know if going forward this is the line this is the way for me. So it's, did you like stop cold, it's cold you, that day? You never you've never had a drink since. Wow, nothing. We would
0: you have been in your twenties.
1: Yeah, it's twenty-four.
0: Yeah, so it's like half your life ago. Yep. And uh, so you don't drink at all now nothing. You don't ever. Do you ever feel tempted?
1: I yes, but not. No, it was yeah no. Short answer, no. Because I I kind of know, I know the I know the future, and I can see you know people around me and stuff like that. And I I've kind of cottoned on early on that one of the few lessons I did learn, I guess, in my twenties was that to go know thyself, and I couldn't have one, so that was it. It had to go. But do do you think it's uh giving up drink? Um, was it
0: because something scared you or frightened you, or is it all the shit that goes with it too? By the way. You know, maybe meeting the wrong people, uh, doing dumb stuff, uh, eating a whole lot of shit for
1: days. Yeah. What, I, what was the event? I, th- I think it's more that when you – I thought maybe I'd try and have a career in entertainment, but when you – I don't know if you know this, Mark, but when you finish an arts degree at Sydney University, the job offers don't come flooding in. And I <laughs> and I sort of finished that. And honestly, it was a choice of if I'm going to have a proper go at this, even not really even knowing what that meant – I think I'm going to need all my faculties about me. And the one thing I would always able to do, which I know is similar to your story, is I was a worker. I liked to work. I got a, you know, when I was 10 years old, I was just living with my mum and, and I would go to Chatswood uh, Chase car park with a bucket and I would ask people if I could wash their cars while they went shopping. Now, that's not to say I, you know, carried my horse through the snow in the depression, but it just, I was, I've always been a worker and I thought I could feel it already, even in casual jobs, it was affecting my ability to rock up. And I thought that's not the way forward. So do, if I'm going to outwork people, or if I'm going to try, it's not going to work for me. So do you do you think that uh,
0: you worked out pretty quickly? Effort equals reward. I think so. Yeah, like 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 around not ten, but sort of around that territory.
1: Well, my, obviously, you know, uh, I was raised by my mother, and I, she always worked. And as you know, when you see examples, either good or bad, they ha- that's what has the effect. And I saw work there, and I because I had jobs early, and I had really good. Mentals is the wrong word, but really good sort of older people at work who I looked up to, even at casual jobs. Like I worked at a video shop when I was fourteen, and in you know in Old Southhead Road, and they just looked, they were just guys who came who went to work, and I just looked up. I just don't know what it was. It was something about work that I found rewarding. I don't know. It's a long, boring way of saying exactly what you just said, but there is a switch in you that, as you know, that goes off. That goes. Work is a good thing, and the rewards are. Doing it, uh, I, I find doing work is a reward. I don't. The reward doesn't have to come afterwards. Yeah, well, uh, the, well gra- the great painter Pissarro used to
0: say the same thing. Come
1: on, yeah.
0: Let's get some Pissarro chat yeah. going. Well, because so yeah. many people would go to
1: Picasso here, but not
0: you. No, I went straight to Pissarro. Come on. Picasso's. Let's go a bit more recent. Um, but 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 because I wanted to get put a bit of longevity on it. But and longevity is a topic we might talk about a bit later. But the uh, is. Uh, Always took the view that um, it didn't matter what the outcome was in terms of the quality of the painting; it was the effort you put into it that really made it valuable, particularly to yourself. So, I mean, this whole concept of work ethic it was interesting to talk to a, you know, a comedian, a radio host, a uh, father, you know, someone who's very conscious of his life and his partner's life. Um, mm. You know, we'll talk about who your partner is in a yes. moment, but um, that work ethic piece would not normally be attributed by most, to people like who does a radio show? Because I think most people go, ah oh, you just turn up to work at six in the morning I and they check. leave at nine and get paid a shitload of money.
1: How good's that? I love that. Yes. It's not quite the way it is, is it? It's not. And uh, short answer, no, it's not. And you can't do radio for a, a fairly long period of time, as I've been lucky enough to do thus far. A, you have to love it, and B, you have to understand that it's coming back tomorrow. And there's another three hours, and if you enjoy filling that three hours with the people that you're with, you can stay with it. And this is, and but if you don't, then no, because it's the most like a job that this that entertainment has. It's the most like a job in terms of it's not like a real job in terms of people actually do actual work, but in terms of it, you are here at this time every single day, and it's happening again tomorrow, and it's happening for you know forty odd weeks of the year. It is the most like a job, and so it's very it sorts people out. very quickly, and about. how do you work out your
0: material? Like, just explain to us how, how it gets produced, because obviously, you don't sit get up at you know midnight so, and work it out yourself. Yeah,
1: so we've got a WhatsApp you know, group with our producers and stuff during the day. We've got things that sort of run for a little while, so they're sort of story arcs that we'll be running so that you sort of piece together. But look, and I'll, I'll get. I want to talk to you about your experience in television in a moment, if please. But with radio too, and you would have this for all your various ventures. So you can look at the ASX, you know, the, the 200 or whatever. You can look at the the thing, but you're looking at it through like Terminator. You've got a filter that a lifetime has built. You're looking at it, not the way I look at it. I look at it, I don't know what this nonsense is. You are looking at that through the filter. It's still nonsense when I look at it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but you know it's nonsense, yeah, I know whereas it's nonsense. I'm more likely to go, yeah, Pilbara, I'll get involved. So you, But you know that, yeah. you know. That's what happens with radio in your life. You develop a radio filter. So everything that happens to you, everything you see, every news story, every something like that, it goes into your mind. And you, that's how you are able to do that. And what's great about it, and I think one of the best things about doing it and people who do it well is mark this unbelievable bank of odd knowledge and relationships that you build up in your head between things that have happened. So I can talk to Hughes. You touch the back of your head. Why did you touch the back of your head? Isn't that where memory sits? Isn't that I, where I, I, li- Isn't I, that where longer term memory I, I, sits? No, I'm asking you that. Why do you? <laughs> why do you feel as though that that's? Because honestly, okay. Because sometimes I honestly feel like that's where it's coming from. Yeah. So jokes sit in the front. of you Anyone anyone wants to know the mind of a comedian, jokes sit in the front of your mind. They appear like uh, an image. And they they flash up and then you say them and then you move on and then it disappears. Whereas you sort of dig through and as you're digging through, you are sort of picking up things and you sort of sort of make connections in your head. Oh yeah, there was a story about that. Oh, didn't we play that along? Okay, yeah, yeah. it's like that. And then it sort of rolls itself forward. It's
0: interesting. I mean, I the camera would have picked that up, but I was watching your eyes look to the back of your head then, as well as you touched about your head. You're actually looking to the back of your head to find, try and find the thing you're trying to remember. as Well, you I was, was actually sifting that.
1: through about stories about Hasselhoff. I yeah. was thinking that back to what we spoke yeah. about before, and I was thinking about times that I've. Interviewed him, and I've got an image now of being at a at the hotel next to the uh, opera house, uh, which looks out. But I can't remember what the film is. So someone would help me fill that. Oh yes, and then we've got to grab from that, and then other stories from from down the way. So you'll flow that into the WhatsApp group. Your, yeah, yeah. All the production crew, I mean, exactly right. And yeah, then we'll and your colleagues, go, colleagues, yeah, yeah my colleagues, etc. Yeah, kitchen there that everyone's on there. Yeah, and then we'll come in in the morning and we'll sift again because overnight things have changed. And yeah. the beauty of breakfast, if it's done right, is that it's of the day. You shouldn't be able to listen to a breakfast show uh, podcast from last Thursday and have it all make sense. Some of it should feel as though it's ancient history. If it's being done correctly, and I'm sorry, but there is a way to do it correctly, there is, you you shouldn't be able to, it shouldn't be evergreen. So that's why when you see Howard Stern, one of the all-time greats, when he puts up clips of his show, which he does on Instagram all the time, it's always chats that are, evergreen about people who are currently in the news of former things that he said that link to what's happening now or musical performances because there's a one moment i remember mike remember really clearly sca moved buildings we were in bonnet junction as you know and we yeah. moved to uh, world square and they were throwing out all the old cds of breakfast shows that had taken place because they just just re- record them on cd and i remember looking at them and going they would, have, they would have put their heart and soul into that if they were doing it right and it's just going to get thrown away and that's exactly as it should be because it shouldn't be – the permanent record is not necessary because if it's done right, I should put that CD on and have not a clue what they're talking about. In terms of being able to use it again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But my God, I'd like, like to own those. <laughs> so would I.
0: Today. <laughs> oh, I yeah, mean, like you'd put it convert it all onto some sort of database and it'd be unreal.
1: I couldn't agree more, yes. That's the – the downside. Yeah. You know, there's that interesting story about how the news in uh, the United States was not being rec- was not being recorded anywhere except one citizen in Ohio was personally taping them herself and then gave it to the National Archive. And that's honestly why most of the news broadcasts you see from historical – are from this woman. So the networks were taping over them. So uh, that's interesting you should say that because uh, do you – I mean, as an observer,
0: do you, do you find yourself as a comedian or or as a radio host, as particularly on a, a morning show? Do you find yourself um, in life having to be more a participant or more an observer? In other words, because my, my gut feeling is you're a participant, but although you were asking questions, so uh, I'm not sure if that's participatory questioning or if that's observatory questioning. So, if obs- I had it my way, you wouldn't ask me a single question in this today. Yeah, oh, know, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> but is, but is that but I'm trying to work it, is that a, a participatory process that you have? That's how you participate, or is that ha- or is that a genuine observation? In other words, are you
1: trying to produce a show or produce an outcome in this no, show? No, no. so I've listened to your show, and I like it, and that's why I'm here. And so when I get here, I thought you might ask me a question. I'm like, what am I going to sit here and just let Mark do all the asking? That's not fun. I would much rather have fun for you or me, though. Or for the audience. I would much rather have. I think for everybody, I feel as though it would be more ugh, worthwhile. Is a wrong word to say, but more engaging if if you and I are engaged in that way. And and it's not. Will just, you marry me? Oh, bloody oath. <laughs>
0: No, are yeah. <laughs> you on that worth?
1: I'll but, take a third right now. you
0: so, a check. I'll, I'll sign it out. So, well, we need. We definitely need a premarital agreement. So, But um, but no, no I, I, because I'm really curious about um, comedians. I've known a few comedians in my time. And uh,
1: I have to jump in here quickly. The comedians you've had on this show yeah. are people I know. Yeah. So I listened to the comedians first to hear what version of them, because I know them off air, that you were speaking to. Because that tells me what mode they are in when they got here, which tells me whether or not they thought you were someone that they could talk to and trust. And when I heard the people, and I won't name them, but when I heard those people speaking as I know them, in my head I went, excellent. It is as I thought, that he's a curious guy and that this show is is, is fun and authentic. Not that, you, not that I can't go and do nonsense and we can just bang on and who, who cares. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. thanks to our very good friends at Insert Company here. But that I that I was like, oh, this is great. You know X Y Z, they are speaking as themselves. Good fun. Yeah, well, I mean, my
0: my I get I guess my process is to try and people make make them feel relaxed because I'm not here to undress anybody or no. pull them apart. I'm actually here to hear their story mm. and hear what I'm actually am genuinely curious as to what drives them mm. and how they think mm-hmm. and how they tick. And, uh, and, and you're a bit of an oddball, um, <laughs> relatively speaking. I mean, I don't mean in a bad way, but relatively how speaking do you mean to it? the others. How do you um, mean it? Well, everyone's different. I mean, it's good know because you're, um, you're making me think. And, uh, I mean, I say saying that didn't make me think, but, um, uh, You can only
1: live in the moment you're in and right now you're thinking. So yeah, that's all good. That's yeah. not a reflection on anyone past or future. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. So uh, you're making me
0: think of where I want to go with this and, uh, and uh, each time I go there, I feel like I'm playing against Billy Slater or something because every time I go oh, yeah. left to right, he's sort of standing there already. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to – that's why I'm trying to unpick you a little bit. Sure. So would you see yourself in life, though, as it more an observer or a participant? Generally, uh, life, life. not life, Not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, life. in work. Oh, not in work? Yeah. Oh, observer. Observer. Good, good. yeah. So, so if you're a, – are you a person who will go to a coffee shop and sit there and just watch people come and go and uh, – you know, think, look at no, what I, does that mean by an observer? I, I like to see where they sit, I like to see how many they bring oh, that's with them. Interesting. I like to see
1: how far apart they sit that's from each other, I like to watch how they interact with their hands and gestures. That's interesting. And, and do you look are you trying to extrapolate the relationship from these things? Um, I'm trying to work out
0: a whole lot of things. I'm trying to work out, uh, you know, how they think. I'm trying to think to myself, for example, there's a girl on I won't say which television station, but she reads, does the um. The weather, and uh, I'm absolutely intrigued with the way she keeps using her hands, and uh, and now all of a sudden I've noticed that she stopped using hands. I feel like someone's told her that she uses her hands too much, and she's actually when she's holding him, she's actually squeezing him really tight. And I'm thinking to myself is that because she's stressed out and something's happened in her life? And then I started looking whether she's got a wedding ring on or anything like that. I'm trying to mm-hmm. work out, did I see a wedding ring there before and there's no ring there now? What's happened in her life? Or has someone told her to stop using her hands so mm-hmm. much? Or has she become subconscious of her hands and is wringing is her hands, but then all of a sudden her hands drop and go back to what she was doing before? I find when that do they stuff drop? intriguing. Uh, just when she's describing where she is and where, where the weather is and how the weather will look. So she so when might she goes point into a walker.
1: Yeah, they're right, and, right, 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 uh, but, right, right. But she, does,
0: she has uh, these very unusual shapes in hands. Do you know what? My
1: first instinct, and you know, and I do want to talk, I'm not leaving here unless, because um, you said something else in an interview that made well, I was very intrigued by in terms of your experience with reality television. So I my mind went exactly the same place as you. When you said the hands clasped, you know, sort of interlocking is the way I'd use it. Um, if you listen to this, so one over the other, like there are two claws, they would, uh, I would say, absolutely she's been told. 100%. Because I, I w- that's interesting that someone told her then from my
0: point of view in terms of observation because I found them quite distracting when she was doing it. And, uh, and I often made commentary about it and I would get, you know, pulled up in the room. I was making commentary by various people who were watching the television with me. What are you doing? What, are you what was have?
1: their opinion? What did they think was happening?
0: No, they, they didn't think anything, but uh, they were th- more uh, intent on um, having a crack at me for being so critical. I wasn't being critical, I was just making observations. That's right. Um, but, you know, to some people, it might seem like you're being critical, So, which is where I want to get to. So, you know, I'm, people who observe a lot can tend to be labelled as being critical. People who participate, can be t- tend to be labelled to be more fun, mm. um, so therefore I can outside of my all this stuff, um, that I'm, I do podcasts and TV and whatever. I can be uh, labelled as being a bit um, boring because uh, because I'm critical. I'm, I appear to be critical, but who I'm was more- the last person to call you boring? Uh, various various people, people you don't know, but like they would, but but, but because you don't know who I know. Oh, well, people that's true. But but, but but people who are close to me, like you know, friends and you know, kids, my sons, and all now stuff
1: are they like, old friends? Are oh, they well, people you've known a long time? So definitely, I've
0: known them their whole lives. Um, <laughs> but but, but, they, but they, they, they they think that I'm boring because I, I tend to sit back um, and watch, yes. and uh, and I might say now something. is that
1: something ingrained in you from? Uh, do you remember? being a child doing that or is that as part of your business life was I have a friend of mine who works in finance in London and I'm fascinated because uh, I'm fascinated by his world because of the way that he deals. He flies around the world talking to CEOs and CFOs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I'm always fascinated when he's going to see, he'll, he'll say, oh, I'm off to see the CFO of Insert Massive Company here, right? And I'm always fascinated then to say to him, how did it go? And the comment that he will often make is about what they were like. Like I'm not asking for details. I'm not trying for things, But he would always make something like what you just said there. He always comments about... They did this in this manner or that was in this in this manner or was this in this manner. And then I think about this guy called Haralobob Vulgaris, who's a, who's a Greek guy, who's a, a massive, he's a gambler, he made a lot of money gambling. And now he he owns a, he bought a soccer club in Spain. He does podcasts on the, with Bill Simmons a lot. And he's fascinating because he would always talk about his, one of the edges that he got when he made a lot of money in, you know, gambling and the arbitrage of, you know, just knowing getting 60% right was enough, right? He developed a lot of models. Uh, for p- 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 behavior on the court before the the team's cottoned onto it so much so that a team employed him to then use that model. But the, one of the other things that he would always talk about was the coaches' interviews and how close attention he paid to the coaches' interviews and not just the way that what they were saying, but the way they were saying it. And I'm like, that is a big thing to use in a financial model that is for gambling, Mark. You know what I mean? So my question to you is, is that? Is that a question? Is that something you think was childhood ingrained, or was that part of your business life that you learned to? So when someone was trying to tell you, and the best thing about our uh, our mine is that's got all the copper in the world, and is that part of you trying to suss out what was being bullshitted to you and what wasn't? No,
0: I, I just no, I just think I've always been curious. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious about everything, and uh, and then I start I uh, affirm that curiosity by the way I act, so all of a sudden it's become part of my neurological. Um, makeup, so it's. uh, I think if as a kid I was always curious, always looking at stuff, playing around with stuff, trying stuff out, you know, moving stuff around, uh, seeing how people react, seeing how far I could push something, uh, seeing how Mum would, you know, would would respond to something that I might do or say or right. not do or say. So I've also I was always that way, and uh, and then I I live like that. Um, outside of my mainstream. So I live like that. So what I'm doing is I'm affirming my own you're thought right. process. S- Do you, process you think it helped you outside? in business? Pardon me? Do you think it helped you in business? Uh, well, sometimes. Like, and I know people who are not like me but are really successful at business as well, if if that's sort of what you're saying. Um, um, I just think it's a different style. I I've, And I also find being a participant quite tiring. It is tiring. Yeah, really tiring. I, I can get, I get I, t- I can do it, I can perform for a period of time. So, when I, I do a lot of talks, so that's not observational. Well, it is, I'm it is to a little bit because I'm always watching the audience just to see how they're responding. But mm. generally speaking, I am participating because I'm actually putting stuff out there, um, on, on stage. But I find that very tiring that I can only do it for a, a period of time. Like when I was doing te- television, I found those 11 12 hours a day exhausting, exhausting seven days a week, you know, it's, it's just really exhausting Uh, were you annoyed at the slowness I was annoyed at the whole thing you know repetition repeat can we do that again someone sniffled someone's uh, microphone fell off I had 12 competitors or whatever you call contestants Mm. Um, microphone fell off someone's crying someone doesn't want to go someone needs to go to the toilet like stop start stop let's do the makeup again Mm -hmm. it's extraordinarily repetitive Um, hurry up and wait what you you see in the 42 minutes it looks pretty
1: glamorous I know But But it takes million hours to do. So that's arduous. There's a great story about the you know Apocalypse Now, one of the all-time great movies. There's a great story about how (laughs) they tinkered, You know, Coppola tinkered so much that they worked out. The editor did this. This great a book actually. This great book where he said, if we had just done one cut per day that stayed in the film, rather than the continuous re-editing we did, we would have finished the film in the same amount of time. Well, I did 80 hours for every 42 minutes. Okay. What? 80 hours filming what? for every 42 minutes. What are you talking about? 80 hours, yeah, for per 42 minutes of television. So my having been paying attention to the show I'm on, it is we're in, we do the jokes, we're out of there. Yeah, no, you're, you're, yours is much more efficient. And that's Working Dog. The company that I work with a lot, they are, phew, mate, no one gets it done like them. No one. They are just so far, I mean, so far ahead in terms of, vibe, scheduling, understanding the that, that creative and it's like it just shows. It just shows over and over again because that environment they create is just so conducive to people doing well, being funny and doing a great job. It's amazing. So, Ed, back to you. <laughs> yeah, right. You reckon you're an observer or a participant? I oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, more weight towards which one?
0: No, no, observer. Of course. I, and, and, and what about business? Then what about in work? Like in, what you do in work? I mean, obviously you've got to participate on the radio, but there's three of you, isn't there? Have you have you got a have you got you
1: got is is three behind is there one on the, the panel panel and two behind there's a the dude phone. Called Nick who's pan, It's panelling and yep. he panels. So I the I anchor, which means I sort of drive the show, the nuts and bolts. Yep. And then Hughie and Aaron. So Right. So there's three of you on the microphones yeah. and, and one driver and one uh, you know panel operator. A t- technician. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So the three of you. So yeah. when the three of you are standing there, yeah. so, I mean, sitting there, but what are you doing, sitting on your yeah, 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 Um how do you how, how does it work the uh, who, who goes first I mean how do you know uh, or so do I'll you, uh, bring you know.
1: us back from whatever nuts and bolts are needed yeah uh and then normally throw it to Husey. um and the, the whole idea of radio is to to use a rugby league um you know, uh, parlance is to hit people on the burst. So, so you're touching the ball more often. Well, in those moments, so like a hooker. So yeah. my the best way to yep. describe me is like a hooker. Dummy half. Yep, dummy half. So get it, fling so you it. Touch the ball more often, but less sort of. But they they do the majority of the sort of contents. The bet, the word you'd probably use. Yeah, the running. Yeah, there you go. So then then it'll wander back to me. So my my so mechanical. Mostly mechanical are the things I do. Yeah. So you're but
0: but so so you finding do you find yourself you have to bring them back onto the onto the pitch. So
1: Yeah, that's the so you you kinda have to I need I need to know the future just in a technical radio sense. I need to know what time it is, how long has this been going. Do I I do a little joke here? Okay, then I need to know what's coming up next. Do we need this? Do we need that? It's that sort of thing. I used to do the Triple M show like every morning,
0: like a few years ago, when. Um, With Maddie? When Maddie was on there. Yeah. And it was like I used to get astonished about how uh, uh, sort of bouncing around the joint all the time. Yes. And I used to think, so what a nightmare it would be here to try and host it. Yeah. And uh, because they're all big personalities MG, Matt, and uh, yeah. Uh, Gussie. I, think it,
1: I think it's more this that you just have like, you kind of. That's a, you're just sort of listening, and you, you're just listening for cues, and you're listening for things that might help, and, and that that's the sort of that's the job. And you find it after a while, as you know, you just it's so ingrained in me that I could go into any I back myself to go into any radio studio at any point. I listen to two minutes of whatever it is, or one break before, and I go okay, no worries, I know how this works, and then go in there and, and contribute in that way if I had to because you hear straight away like even when I was listening to your podcast, you pick up to you, I'm picking up on okay, that's the sort of how their sentences finish. that's sort of the areas that they like. oh, that will make them uncomfortable if I if I ask that if I so it's, they, that would sort of oh, okay, that's sort of the things he likes to talk about. those are the things they don't like. So I can I can hear that instantly and know what and that's why it drives me crazy when podcasters go to radio. And I can hear the edits. I can hear how much they've had to do to yeah. make this. It's a different discipline and oh, to totally. make to make it sound like it's it can go to air. Where's the interaction or where's the
0: intersection between podcasting for the future and radio for the future? So I'm so glad
1: you asked because I give this more thought than most things. And- I think, because I do podcasts as well, I've done them for a long time, et cetera, et cetera, I listen to them nonstop. I've always got something in my ear. What, just a quick question. What speed do you listen to things on? Uh, when I do. Uh, what do you mean when you do? When I do. Uh, what, do you know, what do you, so what are some of the shows
0: you like to listen to? I mostly just listen to people like Joe Rogan or Hoopman or all, the, all the science shows, Peter Oteer.
2: Right.
1: Anything else?
0: No. Hmm. What about audio books? Um, sometimes if I'm on a plane, um, but generally speaking, I'm just too busy.
1: Hmm. I do a lot of reading, though. Oh, good. I, okay, I, okay, I okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm I, audio. I'm I love audio. Audio is my I, – I find it so much easier to take an in information from – I'm a visual, so – Oh, there you go. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay, because yeah. okay. I need to – if I hear it, I'm good. But where do you see the
0: intersection? Like, Because, I mean, what's the future of the two? I mean, I, I'm not saying that one will go away, but I think both
1: will really coexist. Right. I, I think that the – I'm looking at what's happening in television as well, and we reach peak – drama last year, 600 scripted shows. No one can listen. No one can watch all those. And now we're seeing the contraction of it. And we're also seeing the thing that everyone, that no one ever mentions that is the biggest driver of all this is YouTube. The YouTube is by some distance, I believe the biggest takeaway mechanical things. And, and what the if you're looking at the internet as a retail product and a front-facing sort of media product, YouTube is so far ahead of everything else that's ever happened that matters. It, it's not even close to being up for grabs. And so I personally... See think, your biggest search engine in the world, uh, outside of Google. that's yeah, everything. And so I personally think that the media companies that are going to get it right are the companies that f- f- give up on this notion that broadcast radio as we know it, FM, AM, and DAB, and podcasts are somehow separate versions of the same beast. They're not. If you want to have podcasts that work as radio programs, that's fine, but you need to have some body or some way of getting those people to understand the difference it is that it takes to do that discipline in that way. You definitely also need the other way around. If you do radio, and that's that's just what you do, it has to remain relevant and of the day in a breakfast and a drive sense if you want it to have relevance in that way. And the other thing I'd say is that I think that male audiences now locally... You mean in, in Australia? In Australia, yeah. are not... There's not... We got a lot. I asked you what you listened to. You named everything overseas. Mm. I feel as though so much of the media, of the media that my mates and friends, colleagues, and stuff like that, I always ask them. I barely ever get them. Barely they barely ever mention anything local. Mm. And I think that the the big gap in the big sort of area. And I know you're not allowed to say even say the word male audience anymore, but. It is- On my show, you can say day. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but yeah, it is, a, you know, look, Bill Simmons told us five years ago. He said it, you know, he, he left ESPN, he started the ringer and Spotify paid him however many hundred million dollars to go over there and build what he built over there. You know, it was a probably, I looked at it because I was, you know, such a huge fan, such much respect for what he's done. It was probably eight people talking to each other. When it was, you know, Grantland and then before he started The Ringer, the whole network, if you really boiled it down, and they built this enormous area, but it feels small. The shows feel intimate while having this massive reach on relevant topics, and that's how they become personalities, Mark. It's all just Bill's friends, and that's why the other day everyone, you know, went global when he said that Harry and Megan were grifters. I could not tell you how much I, 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 I knew exactly what he meant. He was fucking offended that they had wandered in off the back of nothing, a whinge fest 2022, and were taking all this money from Spotify to not deliver anything. Not only were they not delivering anything that was sort of in terms of volume, they what they did 12 podcasts in two and a half years and he didn't do any, but they were also sucking the life out of this. I know it's a massive company, Spotify, but in his heart, you could feel it. He was a Offended by the fact that he spends all his time trying to think, what's going to be relevant for my audience? What are they going to like? Who can I get? What am I interested in? His being, his beam, like you were talking before, his observant, his observational beam for particularly what male audiences globally like is second to none. And, and I feel any, and I personally feel that that's the next big. It's not an iteration, but that's the next big moment. That if someone, if someone, somewhere, some power, something, can find that. Uh, group or whatever it is, or find a way of merging, whatever you want to call it, that is the next big thing for me. And, and personally, that's what I think. And in, and outside of uh, Today FM, do you... Uh, drift, drift, as opposed to grift, but drift into um, podcast yourself. Yeah, oh, do I do some? Yeah, do yeah. It. So I yeah. do a comedy one called Team Effort with Tony Martin, and some other which I've done for which I've done for a long time. Um, and what's that? But what, give me a. a it's a, a, a fake on that. life lessons podcast, and it's basically an excuse for me to my one of my oldest. The person who gave me my first job in radio was Tony Martin, and I just want to hang out with him. So we get him, me, another comedian, and then somebody else, and we just we, talk I, shit. We do, but it always ends up being the same thing. I hate people going, when I hear a podcast start like this, hey, everyone, um, <laughs> what have you been doing? Oh, my God, I have the craziest week. I know we're going to get to it, but, like, uh, it's just been so great. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Do you understand how many podcasts there are out there? Yeah. Do you understand how quickly and Stop how- Stop killing m- me. You're fucking killing me. Yeah. Get to the fucking point.
0: So- I, I mean, I hear it on science shows. It, it sounds ridiculous, but
1: mate, science shows do it. Okay. Someone sent me a vegan workout podcast the other day, right? And I said, I'll give it a go. This dude spent the first 12 minutes, because I counted and I was angry, talking about how, I just think- um, I was thinking the other day it would be amazing if somebody just filmed me the whole day. Don't you think it would be amazing if so, there was just a camera crew following me? And then his co-host is like, oh, I think that would be amazing. And I'm like, guys, you are talking about a camera crew filming you, doing a podcast about a camera crew filming you. This is the worst fucking content idea of all time. This is staggeringly bad. And I almost messaged them. I would never do this, but Mark, I was so incensed. But I was like, let it go. That's nothing to do with you. But that, kills me. Get to the point,
0: which but, you do. Do Do you think that um you're intellectually impatient? Yeah. Explain that. What do you mean? What do you? Because I have a view on intellectual impatience. I have a, the, 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 it, It's very closely aligned to intellectual arrogance. No. What do you think you mean by intellectually pay, impatient?
1: I just want to get to the point as
0: quickly as possible. That's all I want. Is it? That, and that's very I, I radio of, though. I,
1: yes, I dream of it.
0: That's very three, three minutes. That's, yes. Yeah, like, uh, but so, uh, because my next question to you is how's your attention span? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You can attend to something for a long time? E- end of time. Yeah. I can go for one second or till the end of time. Your own, something you're interested in or was something that someone else is interested in? Something someone else is interested in. But what
1: about um, these dudes who are uh, boring? I would life stop out them if I was there. Yeah. I would say that's a terrible idea. Now let's talk vegan workout. You, you're
0: pulling back into this. Uh, yes, to the probably, point. That's fine. Which is no. That's probably what you do every day with uh, Aaron and you too.
1: Yes, <laughs> much like that. Much like that. Yes. So
0: you you're you're basically the uh, dummy half, and you're tapping whoever's playing the ball. Play the fucking ball. <laughs> And hurry right. up! That's right, and I want to get out this way. <laughs> we got
1: to get on the front footy. Yeah, yes. so that,
0: that's but that's yes. you. That's exactly right. That's okay. your personality. So would you, would you say um, you're more uh, a converse thing, a, di- a convergent thing, or a divergent thing? Are you more, uh, you know, as a result of that? Therefore, I'm uh, I'm thinking like one on one's always going to eat a fucking two, and that's it. Or are you divergently thinking like you know, like Picasso? Um, since we did raise them on, um, thinking about how many shapes can I make out of these
1: uh, uh, paper clips. Right. So funny you should mention that. On my wall is a print. A wall. On my wall at home. I've never been, this is the first time anyone's ever struggled with my accent. No, no. (laughs) I wasn't sure. (laughs) On my wall, double L, I I have my favourite Picasso, which is the uh, charcoal uh, and uh, then into watercolor of Don Quixote. Yeah, the original, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's absolutely right. I got it cheap um, in a crypto uh, auction. Yeah, because, and for exactly that reason, I cannot stress how much I love the, I got an art history degree, which is intensely dull and I accept that. So I cannot express how much I love the economy of lines with the result that, that has and that's why it's massive it's on my wall and, and i've also i got that um and i've got the matisse not the matisse um so the Henri, sorry the matisse the only matisse you know, the blue one of the woman you know reclining because that's the similar sort of idea because it, because he's french he's got to do you know nude women so but that the economy of lines of that picasso is everything to me yeah and so Art history, that's actually pretty cool art history.
0: Um, it's hard to get a job from it, but like art history <laughs> okay. is, no, but it is, it's, it's okay. a pretty cool thing to
1: study or be a student of. Mm. It was great. Yeah. I loved it.
0: Well, what did that teach you about
1: the way to think? Uh, so Picasso is sort of becoming a bit of a theme, but it's the easiest one for people to get their head around. If anyone's ever trying to get hold of art history, I always just say just do the following. Google image Picasso uh, in order. And all you have to do is watch Picasso's development from, okay, let's learn the basics of painting. Right, now let's do very, very basic landscapes. Hang on a sec. What if I moved some of these? Would you still be able to understand what I meant? And then what if I moved some of these lines again? You can understand what I felt. And then we get into the period that most people know, which is like, this guy's. Look at the style that this guy's that this bringing to the table, and look at the the the, the motion, but also the sort of distance that he's bringing. And the, but I still, I, people are com, uh, confused by it because they sort of understand it, but they they at the same time they know that it's not a, a, a perfect representation, and that is that's what I love. That's the best way for people to get into it because they go, oh, I see what he's done. He's got the basics down. He's done exactly what he needed to fundamentally, and now he's found his own way. But do you think that's because? Picasso and,
0: and others, many others, same in music uh, in terms of comp- composers um, or people reinterpreting other compositions. But yeah. Do you think that's because the individual is, and I said arrogant before I go, intellectually impatient and therefore um, needs to play around with things or are they just manipulating us to the space they want us
1: to be? Probably that. Probably the second one. I think they... They want to see if they can move us? I think so. I think they kind of... I mean, a lot of them just wanted to make a... You know, the thing. The other thing that people forget with a lot of these painters is a lot of them just literally wanted to eat. <laughs> like, there was a lot of... Yeah, but they when they get good, though... And differentiate. A yeah. lot of them realised, hang on, if I can differentiate here then not only would I eat, but I can get a bit of a name for myself. And I've got your imagination where I want it. That's right. And, and now you're know, waiting for my next release. You yeah. know, along that, you know, the term eyeline is because the eyeline of galleries was the most prized spot to be in when they had, you know, salon, you know, uh, exhibitions. Like the front of the liquor store if you are putting in a new <laughs> packet of beer. It is. Yeah, it is so true. So, yeah. so. Well, in supermarkets. Okay. Anyone who doesn't think they understand ancient uh, art history, just go to a supermarket and see what's at your eyeline. Correct. That's art so. history.
0: That's at its most fundamental level, most rudimentary level. Um, so aren't they just dummy halves by some other name? Oh. They're saying I'm going to go left sometimes. But you think <laughs> I'm going to go left, I'm going to throw to right. Like yeah. we see it. We saw, we saw it last night in the, in the Save Roger. We saw someone you know, pointing to the right and then try straight to the left. Now, uh, is if, that you? Yeah, I think so. I, maybe that's You're not it. the artist, but is that you?
2: No, if maybe, yeah.
1: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. I'm, you know, getting back to comedy. I always say that I like comedy as a team sport. One of the reasons I've never become a stand-up is one, I've got too much respect for it, and I didn't have, I didn't have it in me to do it. I didn't think early on, and so that's why I gravitated towards improvising, and then that's why I love radio, and that's why you know, like having been paying attention as a team sport. I, and you know, thank God you hear another show I was on and other shows that I've been on. And radio, I see, I like comedy as a team sport. I like setting people up and seeing them, you know, launch over the fence. Get a good gag in myself, get a laugh, but I love seeing other people that I'm playing with get laughs and do well and so that we all do well collectively. And that is, you know, I've always said that. I just, that's why I like, you know, I've made a couple of little, you know, little movies and, you know, whenever I've been involved in TV shows or whatever, I love comedy as a team sport. And it's sort of what you pick up on. I love being able to put people into a gap. That's what I say all the time, I love putting people into a gap comedically that they can that they they can run through. I enjoy that. I always yeah. It's funny when people say team sports. I don't,
0: I don't want to appear to be cynical, but like um, I am. Uh, it, it's I always, I think to myself, it's a good sounding word, and it's all very kumbaya and uh, you know holding mm. hands and shit like that. Um, but I actually find. Some people who who uh, are best in a team and, and the ones who captain the team, the ones who direct the team, um, are also. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but very selfish. Um, yeah, 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 because they they like being in a team sport because they actually want the team to do what they want to do. You got to have someone to direct the team. A bit, what a bit like you know the New South Wales side, Rogers team. But the way I said, we don't have anyone directing our team. No,
1: um, you know, in in a in a bigger sense, you also like, don't have an idea. I've got to remember I'm a Queensland supporter. Yeah. New South Wales State of Origin team doesn't serve an idea. Yeah, they don't serve an idea and they don't have anyone handing them that idea either. No, that's right. They
0: need to have the idea handed to that's them exactly and they right. need to engage with it and adopt it. That is right. So we don't have anybody manipulating the idea mm-hmm. and manipulating everybody's um, understanding of
1: the fact that they've adopted the idea or thought about the idea Sorry. themselves. So when you go, when I was doing radio so in that's Brisbane. that's you. That's right. Oh. I hope so. So when I was radio in Brisbane, I'll never forget it, we went to... My mate Marto and I were in Triple M and we went to Origin. We went to the Queensland uh, Hotel to interview all the players. And I remember so clearly, because, you know, I obviously loved these guys as as a kid and, and got to know a few of them now. And I remember walking in and going, and straight away it was like, oh, this is exactly how I thought that this played out. The idea was so strong. There's, oh, good news. Alan Lang is here just chatting to someone in the corner. Jeez, look at that. Look at Nate Miles. He's over there having a chat with Gordy. That looked, oh, look at that. That's a bit of fun. But they weren't doing it, Mark, in a way of like, look at us. We've got all these legends hanging around. It was, it wasn't like that. They, it, there was an idea that they were serving and a sort of, and you could feel the players just relaxing. They were laughing, just mucking around, laughing. Look, win, lose, or draw. Sometimes they lose, sometimes they win, whatever. The idea was so clear and was so simple. And that's why I'm a big football. Soccer is my main sport. I made my own football line. and you can start to tell now, Mark. The the big battle that's taking place in world soccer is the teams that are traditionally formed around an idea versus now the teams that are built around nation state wealth, and what is going to happen as those two things drift further and further, and further apart from each other. And so, Manchester United and Manchester City are the simplest example for people binary example people understand. Manchester City may never lose again they have the best coach, they have the best scouts, they have the best financial backing. They can just pick up if there's a player up for grabs, it's there, it's there, it's up to them to say no if anyone else wants to get hold of them. Versus Manchester United that has absentee owners that are treating it like a bank and they realized and I think you know I've heard Manchester United fans say this and journalists about it. They're sort of realizing that it was never an idea. It was actually just Alex Ferguson whose book is great, like what you said. Yeah, he's in a team sport, but he's in charge. Hmm. The idea was not that. We had one bloke who had a personality strong enough to say, this is the way we do things and that is the way things are going to get done. So he was the team. He was the team. And, and so this whole idea that they they, they were some sort of, it, it's sort of been washed away a little bit. This is them saying that. I'm like, that's so interesting because this is exactly what you're talking about. There yeah. is, you know. And, and, and I think it happens in in
0: every team environment. I mean, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They say, "Well, we're a team," and you know, there's no iron team bullshit. There is an no. iron team. It could be either the idea. In other words, we've got we've got something that we all understand and we all pledge towards. Yes, like we're Queenslanders, we're playing for Queensland. Yes, we're playing for every person in Queensland. Yes,
1: and they're very keen on that, and they're very keen on going around. and People feel that, and they know that. They kind of it's not that they feel it; they know it. Because I thought about it the other night. I, I just don't see
0: how. I, I, I don't know, but I don't, and I don't know what the reason is, but I don't see how we could actually take that and apply it to New South Wales. I'm 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 playing for news, everyone in New South Wales. I don't know. It
1: just doesn't seem to work. I don't know. I don't well, I think you would. Doesn't. I can see how you could argue that, particularly the way the contracts work in the NRL as well, it's getting harder and harder to even say that you play, that you represent a club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like soccer. It, it's so much harder now for a player to, and most of those guys are, you know, end up sort of in New South Wales colours. So I think that links to it. I think that that has a has an effect on it. I think the con- contract system of the NRL affects the way that New South Wales ends up being constructed, and and coached, and coached, and coached, and, and all the all the people that hang off the side of it
0: as well. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a really difficult thing, and everybody sort of wants to blame Freddie, but I think it's no, a, no, no. it's it's a bigger mountain yeah, than Freddie no can climb. No, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's more there's more um, institutionalized problems mm. that Freddie has to overcome mm. than just be a coach like um, like uh, Slater is. I just think it's much harder. Yeah. I, I
1: mean, I'm not making excuses for Fiddler. No, I know but I know but, what you mean. that. there's an issue. And if you know Freddie, you know that, you know, no one cares more about the players and New South Wales and the idea of it than Freddie. Freddie cares incredibly deeply, you know, and does his absolute level best. But you're right, there's something else they're up against. There's a massive barrier. Hmm. I want to talk to you about uh, your wife. You married or partners? What does I'm married to yeah. Tiffany Hall yep. uh, and have been since insert wedding date here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was the impact of? What's the impact of
2: mm.
0: your relationship with her on you?
1: Mm. That's I don't know. I've never, never, never asked me yeah. that. And what would be have my what on me? Hmm, it's a good question. Um. Wow, I got you stumped. You do. Well, I've never been asked that before. Uh, on me, impact on me. Well, she's a very fit person, so I think that helped to you know keep me fit. And what well, did you admire her fitness? Yeah. Well, I met her when she was a gladiator.
0: Yeah, and it was but like, did you
1: admire her fitness relative to your fitness? Oh God, yeah, because she has a lifetime. She's you know a six dan black belt in taekwondo. Her family, her father. Um, is 66 and just got his ninth damn black belt in Korea. Flew over there, did the test, the whole thing in Korean. Like, you know what I mean? They they, they mean it. That's they, for one, yeah. They ain't mucking around. They mean it. Um, And I love that about their family, the discipline, the achievement. I love watching, you know, a man of his age achieving something physically, training for it for three months. You know, I love that. And she's got that in her as well. And um, she's a very resilient, very resilient person, my Which wife. Which means what? She, you mean mentally or physically? Both, because she's had, she was un, un, indestructible and then she had a series of injuries all in a row and she had two children. And I've watched her do something interesting, which is not go internal. She's got the uh, TXO Life, which is her wonderful online program. She leans out into the people who are doing her program and in her community to sort of support each other in a very generous way and is very honest with her feelings and where she's at with people, which is not my go at all. But, and I'm, I'm always sort of very much in awe of the way that she can give over that way to people that are essentially strangers, but people that she now, and the response that she gets back from them. People respond to my wife on a very emotional level. Is that like an honesty though? It is an honesty, but I'm, I'm an honest person as well. But I'm an honest person, I think in, like people respond to me intellectually, which is the way I like it, where- Where you're in control of that. yeah. Because you'd like to be in control of it. That's
0: what a dummy half does. That's right. But, <laughs> but, that t- but, t- but that- you're
1: the same. I can tell you're the same. That's yeah. why this is fun. Maybe <laughs> maybe today I am because I, I could be acting. but No, you're not. You know why? Because when you were with Matt Nabel, which was a fascinating chat, right? I could was- have been acting then too. but No, you weren't because I, <laughs> I think, uh, look, I think it's funny how much you get to know someone listening to them, their side of the I was very focused on your side of all the shows I listened to. And I know you from your media presence over the journey, right? And so- Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I, and I, you're, you're, you're the Mark Boris I was exactly hoping for when I got here today, which was slightly guarded, mildly gruff, interested, but only to a point. That is exactly the Mark Boris that I want. And it is good fun and I'm enjoying it. But at the same time, your curiosity has to be earned. And that is good fun. But that's so, what I'm saying. I'm responding to that intellectually, but that means I like you. That's making me like you, right? I, f- I feel better. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. But can we Let's go back to you, Mrs. Like, because yeah. So
0: you you like her resilience, physical and mental. You yeah. like that her, uh, I guess, generosity of spirit, her honesty yeah. in relation to her yeah. business in particular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you like her commitment too. I think. You yeah, comm-
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially to physical health. No, more, and more so. Just that she is a, um. Uh, sort of, it's it's so cliche to say my wife's a very loving person, but maybe it's a cliche for a reason, do you know? And that's a that's a good thing. Whereas I'm not, Mark, I'm not the type of person that's going to wallow in things, if you know what I mean. And she isn't either, but she, she's good at kind of, at, at, for anyone, she has this funny thing, Mark, where I can start talking to someone and I will very quickly think about, they'll say something and I'll think, I can tell that means something to them. I can just tell as you can. And I go, great. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm good because I'll learn something from them. This will be great. Whereas my wife will go out to the shops. I'll turn around as a woman crying, holding her hands. I go, what was that about? She goes, I don't know. I just went up to her and we were talking about the shopping. And before I know it, she's telling me her life story. That's my wife. She screams empathy from a distance. And her mother has a similar sort of effect on people. Whereas they just everywhere they go, people are just, Telling them their life story, like they've known them a thousand years, it's incredible. So, so what do you borrow from that? R- Nothing.
0: R- that personality. Nothing. Do you borrow? It's just something you like to have around, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. Don't yeah, mean yeah. I know what you mean. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I still. Do you still, borrow anything and borrow any of those
1: traits? No, nah, I still like to live yourself, live yourself. myself, and yeah. do and find people, find their likes, find the intellectually, find that thing, and get into what's making them tick and what they like. I've got this great way of getting way to know people. This is gold. So, Mark Boris, what were your last three YouTube searches? I'd have to go
0: back and check. I don't know. Is it on that iPad? No, no, it's not on this iPad, unfortunately. Um, it, it, it could be probably the last three YouTubes, uh, something about um uh, B, BJJ, uh,
1: uh, uh, wrestling. Yeah. Are you doing BJJ? Yeah, I've been doing it for years, yeah. Ha uh-huh. Aha. You'd like my friend Barack, the Australian champion. So, all right, we can get in touch. So, Mark, you and Mark Zuckerberg could have a bout. That'd be good fun. That's good. Cocktail. That would be fun. I'd like to uh, wrestle him. That'd be good. Okay,
0: so with that, BJJ, yep. Yeah, probably my last three would have been on BJJ. All about the same. Yeah, well, I'll probably. Technique, uh, highlights, and. No, no, specifics. No, specifics. I'll be asking things like, um, you know, how to. Uh, get out of a, a particular position like so yeah right it would have been something like you know just like going back to basics how to get out of mount great and, yep, and what are the three ways to get out of mount position awesome yep see everything i need to know is in that well but probably also though uh i do remember now you asked me because it's a, uh, i had to get the uh back of my head working <laughs> um and uh and had to look backwards and uh the probably the thing I probably checked it on YouTube most recently was uh, something on um, um, deep learning models and how deep learning models yes. are, are, are best calculated. Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, and, and I did. I, I looked it up and I looked up and I looked it up in in particular. I looked at how to uh, build a deep learning model uh, for a broad database on physical um, uh, physical markers, biomarkers, physical biomarkers. Aha, uh-huh. and. And I was just trying to work out how I could make money out of it.
1: <laughs> See, we got there. We're home. We've only done two. Mm. We've only done two and we are home. We but could talk to the end. We can now, you and I could now talk till the end of time. Can I ask you a question then? Of course you
0: can. Uh, so it's your show. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> if you had to describe, in order mm-hmm. of preference, three your three favourite animals.
2: Mm.
1: So three, two, one or one, two, three? Uh, one, two, three. Favorite one first. No, no. Three, favorite. two, one. The, you, in radio, you do three, two, one because you want the la- you want the listeners sticking okay. around to you one. Can, yeah, you can do the last yeah, one. Yeah, three, there. two, one. You can do it in your own order. Top of my head, three blue whale. Uh, it just anything that moves at that distance and pace, but also with a slowness. I just I find fascinating. It's hard, and they're hard to draw. And uh, uh, two, I like the cheetah because when I found out that all four paws went off the ground. As they ran, it turned into a sort of a jump and it, I thought that's fascinating because it's, you know, and the way they turn with the back of their hips. So mechanically, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and number one is the bald eagle because the bald eagle was the symbol of Rome, SPQR, you know, and and then it was been, it, and now the Amer- Americas adopted it and it just has, it's got the best look. You know when it sits up and looks to the side, so aesthetically, it's the best looking eagle. The others are a bit, bit, you know, a bit murky. Um, and I like the, I like its precision, just loitering around in the air, and then boom! I'll take that rabbit. Thanks. Yeah. So, do you think of it in any of
0: those? Let's just, so I'll take them in reverse <laughs> order, my order. So you know, what are yours? So, so the the bald eagle, like in terms of the just the, the characteristics you described. Do you think there's any um, relationship between those characteristics and a little bit how you present yourself, not in a physical way, but how you present yourself?
1: In what way? Well,
0: you just said he's a looks great, a good observer, the way he moves his head. Or-
1: oh, okay, that's what you're saying. Um, honestly, I've never thought about it, but maybe, yeah. maybe Obviously, I'm drawn to it for, probably for that reason. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. H- how you would like to present yourself? I don't know if I... I don't know if I ever present myself exactly the way I'd like to. I think that more that I just get into, get in situations that I'm enjoying and then don't worry about it as much. But just so into- like I'll listen back to this and be like, God, you're annoying. Shut the fuck up. But me? No, you- no, me. No, you're great. Oh, but I'll, 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 but I'll think, oh, she should have asked Mark more questions. That's what I'll say to myself when I listen back. And and the, uh, the, what was the second, uh, what was uh, number two? You Cheetah.
0: Cheetah. Um, and is, do you think a, a cheetah would be something that the characteristics of which which you described to me at least, um, its ability to do something quite fantastic?
1: No, you know, the and, quickness and of it. The agility yeah, of it. It gives
0: it speed. Yeah, the in agility. by mechanical sense, it gives it a great deal of speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
1: think that's something that you would like to be? Uh, no, I'd like to be, I like to be mentally dexterous. I like, no, but it can be in a mental sense. Oh, yeah, that, that it does have yes. to be in a physical way. no, no 100%. But, yeah, mental dexterity is something that I – prize i I absolutely i and when i hear you know sometimes mark i'll be listening to an audio book and someone will have a phrase like chuck klosterman's book about the 90s um he's a culture writer sometimes i'll hear a phrase that he's got or a joke sometimes i'll hear a joke that someone's come up with and i'll just stop i'll I'll physically just stop and just be like that's the stuff you know, and get a bolt of energy from it—a bolt of lightning of energy from it—and that's the kind of when you stop. So my mental dexterity, and then something will just stop you in your tracks. And it happened on my show. having haven't been paying attention. Sometimes we're just thrilled by it. That's yes. what I love. So you can apply, you know, that that tremendous,
0: tremendous um, biomechanical ability to to help a person, how a person would like to be able to think themselves. You know, you would like to be able to cover more distance mentally than anybody yeah, exactly else. Right. And do you think – Well, and what did you say about the blue whale again? What
1: was it's, just so, it's so massive. So the idea that it actually moves is quite incredible, but the sort of slowness of it I find incredible. And the idea that it has to find, what is it, so many tons of plankton a day. Like imagine the pressure when you What would them. you put that down? Would you call that efficiency or would you call no, that no, no, uh, resourceful? Yeah, I, so I, I would call that uh, work rate. I would call that a dedication to – like a Sisyphus. You know every, every time the blue whale is conscious it goes – Oh, I need three tons of plankton today. And it just methodically goes through and will not be deterred. Do you think that's who you are? What do you mean? Maybe. Oh yeah, oh yes. God yeah. Yeah, I can I can no worries. I can gut it out. No dramas. So if I
0: do it all in reverse, so um you're methodical, work hard, know you know your job mm. and have no problem with it. I mean mm. you may take a breath or you think, I've got to keep feeding. So mm-hmm. I work hard. Um I'd love to be uh, more mentally dexterous mm. and, uh, and have more mental dexterity, which is why I live my life this way and why I, and intellectually I engage this way and mm-hmm. um, I'm always trying to work my way around things to learn more stuff and mm-hmm. to see how people sweet spots. And finally, but I present myself in a different way. I present myself, I'm the eagle.
1: Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's, that that does make sense. Did, is that is that a is that a model of some sort? It's, or it's well known. With that? It's
0: a well known oh, is it? Uh, psychological model. Yeah, whose but is I, it? Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's in reverse. And is it, it yours? It's, 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 well, it's one that I've studied for a long time. Yeah, and but I have but I have borrowed it. I have borrowed most of the you notions from other people. Yeah, because That's I like. I used to read a lot of psychology books. A lot. Why many, did you stop? Oh, I just got bored. I mean, I read enough. I now read uh, more chemistry books and physics books. But I'm more interested in that. But these days, but. Than those days. This is twenty five years ago. But I remembered that model, and I That's thought to myself, uh, "I just wonder where it works with someone like you, because you're a little, um, you're a little dangerous, because uh, <laughs> you, you move around a bit faster, and uh, you're also suspicious of the reason for the questions. Um, so you, you danced a bit, but I got you." <laughs> So, But no, I got to you. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I, I know exactly what you I got to find mean. out what I wanted to find out. I know out. exactly what but you I, but, mean. And it's funny how it usually works for most people. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. But you do it in order of the usually the first one is how they present themselves, the first animal they pick. Ah. Second animal they pick. You've got, you got to get into the characteristics. You've got to find out what the characteristics are. Second animal is the gotcha. one they want to be. Gotcha. And the third animal is who they are. Oh, that's interesting. And because we, we tend to promote in our own mind
1: gotcha.
0: how we present ourselves, how we would Really, right, present right, us, right, like, right, yeah, right, where we would like to be. Gotcha. And we know where we are. That's, we know where we are.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And, that's uh, really good. yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite a good, um, uh, it's quite a good party. Trip have yours changed? Like. Uh, not really. Uh, no, I'm, I'm probably still the same. Um, just an old version, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, i <I'm> probably feel <laughs> probably, probably, probably pretty much the same today. Uh, yeah.
1: Really? So,
0: yeah, yeah. And in that fact, Eagle is the one I, pres- I, one? I put as number one, yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Same one, same yeah. type?
0: eagle. Eagle is not are not necessarily a bald eagle or the American eagle or whatever. They're just eagles generally because um, they tend to um, be very good at seeing everything because their eyesight's better than just about other yeah. like animal and uh, and they have this ability to, based on, their, based on what they see, to hover and then just at speed take what they need to take. Yeah. And then that's a presentation process for me. I mean, I do present myself a little bit that way. Um, particularly in business, because there's a very powerful position to be in if you're in business. Yeah. Right. And uh, my 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 second one is usually some sort of cat. Um, <laughs> Same as me. Yeah. Yeah. Big cats. Not, not, not 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 necessarily for yours is specific like a cheetah. So you, and mental acuity is quite fits right into that. Right. You know because you know be able to cover greater ground intellectually. Yeah. Than most. Um mine is um, any type of cat more because of their ability to stalk a prey and right and gotcha yeah gotcha take what they need yeah, yeah. They're, they're so
1: powerful. that's two stalking animals
0: yeah and the third my third one there was uh, I love gorillas and uh, and and, I, and, I, and not because mm-hmm. uh, not because of maybe what most people would think but gorillas are, are just very good at nurturing you know they're very Whoa. good at nurturing
1: if you asked people to do a list of gorillas' main attributes, nurturing wouldn't be in the top. 50. That's why you get them to, to describe why they like That's that particular animal. I wouldn't have. I would see that because you say gorilla straight away. Nurturing is not where people yeah, go. They think, but they think
0: of something beating his chest, I guess, and aggressive and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's the nurturing. It's the, the part That's I like about them. Fascinating. They're very good with that. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're sort of. Uh, not in the prime you don't see them.
1: No, you do not. They hide. Geez, they're all stalkers yours.
0: Yeah. Well the last Does one's not- on. he's a hider. Well he, he's he's veg, he's vegetarian. He's so. a vegetarian. But I'm not. Um or yeah. So <laughs> now I find no, I find that interesting to ask people. I haven't asked that of somebody for a long time. So uh You're gonna bring it back? Uh, I should. Um I should ask. That should be my my standard three questions. I but like the problem it. is but the problem is everyone who listens to this who comes on my show then if they do any research, they'll they'll, they'll do what people normally do research preempt it. Uh, some do. Yeah, some do. Some do. It, it, it's amazing the number of people listen to my show. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Actually, I should get a, a few more comedians on. Um, One of my observations about
1: comedians. I don't think in your normal life that you would spend any time with comedians. Well, I. Um, uh, but I, I think I, you would enjoy it more than you would allow yourself to. Well, but I, 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 one of
0: the things I've noticed about comedians, like someone like Julia Morris. Yeah, Morris. So she's like. So funny all the time, just always mucking around, and uh, but she has a serious side. But she's uh, she's comedic all the time. She's just she's sort of laughing at things and herself mm. all the time. She always finds the funny side of things and, right. and laughs at herself. Um, particularly these days, because she's doing much better than she did in the, the days before she yeah. won the show. Yeah, when yeah, she was yeah. in the US, it was tough times yeah. for her, her and Dan. Yeah. Um. But then you get someone like Vince Randy, Vince is nothing like what yeah. he is. He's, a, a, he's
1: Vince Sorrenti is a character. Totally. He's a total and performance yes. on the stage. Yeah. Vince Sorrenti is- Get him, is him a, on stage. Vince Sorrenti is a character. hundred percent. Like yep. he's uh, not a funny dude. Well, he's- you No, know, he's I'm funny, down, but, down but me wrong. what I mean by that was not a criticism in any way. I love Vince. So Vince, Vince Sorrenti is a character that he plays on yeah, yeah. stage. Yeah. Vince Sorrenti in capitals, mm. and then there's Vince Sorrenti in, you know, lowercase. Yeah, it's amazing. Like he's uh, so different. And when we cast
0: him for one of the shows, so we- Generally speaking, we always cast a comedian in each show, mm. uh, in each yeah. series, because they, they give you good um, fill-ins, you That's know, like right. There's a bit of a dull because period because they're bored. And they'll give it to you. They're bored, and they, they don't. You don't have to ask them.
1: They just no, naturally. No, we're bored, and we put Vince in, and Vince is not naturally like that. No, you need to know who is. There's you know there's a great bit in the um, there's a great bit in the, in the Puff Daddy song where he says it's easy to be puffed. What do I do when the when the club lights come on? It's easy to be puffed, but it's harder to be Sean. Yeah, so it's yeah. a great encapsulation of every performer in that that has a character that they play. Do people expect that of you? Nah, I don't reckon. I reckon they get pretty quickly. They go, they kind of go. Oh, you know, I make jokes all the time around wherever. But I reckon they get pretty quickly. They because also because I'm not, I can't be asked trying to impress people by being funny the whole time. I'd rather just ask some questions about themselves and learn something and, you know, move my head left and right. I found out a dad from school the other day was an engineer at Ford. Fucking beautiful. Let's talk about that. But is it because uh, it's a good way to deal with your boredom? <laughs> nah, it's more. I'm ask never questions. Bored. I'm never bored. So you can't be bored. They, yeah. they, 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 the, the excuse for being bored was stopped the day they turned YouTube on. Or the day they turned... Aborts. No, I'm talking, I've been talking to someone though. I'm I'm not, never, I'm not, I know not you got all the uh, th- things you go and No, doing. I won't be bored. I, I, don't, I find that, I think that's really, I think that's really arrogant and self-aggrandizing to think, if you can't find something to talk about with someone, that's on you. Because people, every person is fascinating in some way and that's on you. If you can't find something to have a laugh about, to muck around about, you know, Hughie always says, and he's right, life is funny. And that's what the comedian gives you. The comedian in me gives me the ability to look around and go, oh, that's funny, oh, that's funny, oh, that's funny. But then also, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting, that's interesting. And if you can't do that, then that's on you. Are you ever hard on yourself? Yeah, of course.
0: Everybody is. Yeah, No, no, I don't think so. Some people can't be hard on themselves. But are you, I, mean, and because I want to go back to your wife. Given that she's, you know, her her character yeah, yeah, yeah. has given you lots of, you know, great things to see. Yeah. What have you adopted from that then? Like in terms of when you, when you, for example, when you stopped drinking, were you, were you married then? I uh, no.
1: no, 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 no. I was single for a while okay. and then met my wife. Um, yeah, I think because uh, that's, that's just just stop drinking. Yeah. is is when you're a young man, especially, is yeah. sort of being
0: hard on yourself. It's like. I don't mean a tub totally, but you're giving yourself a slap. Come on, get on with it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think, I think, yes, yes, yes. It was, I think it was hard on myself on that, that like, could I go, could you and I go right now and have one drink? Of course we could, right? But it's not, it's not worth it for, like, it's just not worth it because it's like, well, that's over. That's the way I see it. That's over.
0: It was a past year. Yeah, it's over. So what have you, therefore, in relation to things you've observed in your wife, what have you adopted from that then? I
1: think I've adopted from her is a, Uh, I try and, I, I, I actually have learned from her about that, you know, how people just tell her her life story the whole time. Um, I think I've radio and being with Tiff has helped me listen well, I hope that's the thing you go. That's the, those are the the, big thing. I, 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 I know I'm crapping on right now, but I much prefer to listen. And then, and when you're And how many children do you have? I have two
0: children. Children. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Okay. So with your kids, um, do you, and your wife, do you sort of try to, you said earlier, we do what we see as opposed to do what we're told. Mm. Do you try to, not influence, it's probably, influence them with their, in terms of their curiosity, yeah, being oh yeah. curious?
1: I refuse to ever say to my son, who's obviously five, I don't know. I That is not a word that he will hear from me. So if he, which he does all the time, so he says to me, Dad, Dad, what was ancient Rome like? I go, no dramas. We are going to find out and we will read a book about it and then he's into Lego. And so we'll watch a Lego. I have a <laughs> so I have this thing with him, right? All he wants to do in life, I don't know how he knows about it, is watch Lego on YouTube, right? And I say, you can only because he doesn't watch much TV at all. So I say, okay, we can watch Lego stop motion animation that people have made. However, we will only be watching recreations of accurate historical battles. So if he wants to watch, <laughs> if he wants to have some fun, I go, that's fine. But we are watching the uh, Romans' invasion of uh, Egypt as done by Lego. <laughs> so Lego makes a sort of – Yeah, people ma- make it, ma- Makes it, right? a battlefield. Yeah, they make it. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. they're and not more Lego, works. but a Yeah, but, but, a but, but people do. Yeah, yeah. And so then he goes, all right, so then he likes – Now, the eagle thing, so I go, see those letters, S-P-Q-R? Yeah, what do they stand for? Senate Populus Quo Romanus. Okay, no worries. What did that mean, Daddy? Well, that means the people, the Senate, the thing like that. And see this Roma, this soccer team Roma? Yes, Daddy. Well, that's see how they're wearing it at the moment? Yeah, that's because Rome now is linked to ancient Rome. Never will he hear I don't know from me, ever. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is that he's interested in. I will chase it until the end of time. And do you is he a school? Five. Yeah, he would be a school. Yeah, now. It's, is yeah. his first kindergarten? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I showed you, I just
0: uh, spent um the morning prior to coming to see you with my grandson, who's also in kindergarten. Wow! And uh, he, I had to go to his school, and uh, yes. he had to show me his uh, school garden and exactly. take me through all the vegetables and perfect all that sort of stuff. But, but by the way, he finds I can see he, all the other kids figures really exciting, but. I have a good vegetable garden and when he comes to my house, I take him through my vegetable garden. He and I get into to participate in my vegetable garden. Fantastic. He already knows it all. Good. Um, uh, because I love vegetables and gardens. Yeah, good. um, um I'm getting a bit off the track here. So not- no, no, no. I want. I just want to go back to you because we're going to run out of time. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, in terms of your fitness, I mean, I yeah. I, I note that you are into fitness. Yeah. Yeah. So just take me through it. What, what does that mean? Why? Why? What, what's the train
1: every day? Almost every day, and it's like you. I imagine with BJJ, it is the place I go when I don't want to think and i don't have to talk and i don't have to do anything i put my headphones in and i go and work out and it's strenuous but it's not mentally strenuous it's yep. physically strenuous and that is a release that everybody knows that you know there's a reason socrates was ripped but there's a okay. they the, it just is a different feeling of uh of ex- exertion and i love it and and what do you do? Like what's oh, the so regime? I'll, Tell me the regime. So at the moment, so I had this really annoying injury in my neck, which meant that it put me back, and I got a bowel infection in Bali, which which meant for the for a little while I was down and out, and I was very upset about it. But um, so I'll do. Uh, I can't run because I'm tall, and I, I just get sore knees. Yeah, that. I hate running. So I'll do weight training. Uh, probably three, four times a week, and then uh, some box, the box, boxing's back now that my neck's good, and that's it. And then the other times I'll just I'll do I'll walk apart from that, walk and, and, walk and listen. And 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 is your regime
0: an um, actual a, a strategy, or is a
1: yeah? A- I change as I go, so I'll go at the moment. So at the moment, because I'm coming back, I came back from this injury, and I'm actually bringing out uh, over the journey. I've teamed up with a company to come up with the best damn supplement slash powder slash meal replacement for men in their 40s and any time that anyone has ever seen. I've been spending ages on it and I'm taking it really seriously and I can't wait for it to come out. It's the best. And so then now I'm doing much more volume, so it's much more higher volume, but make sure it's slow so that you're not, you know, trying to lift the stack over your head in your 40s and you're going to break your back. So that's well, where, or fuck your shoulder. Up. Exactly right. So so I and so I've been through that. So that is exactly what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm really concentrating on making sure that this is a uh, something that I can say to people, do this and believe it. So yeah. I'm my own guinea pig. So I don't I don't claim to know everything. I'm not trying to know that, but this I know is good. That's yeah. it. And and it's so you have like strategies around it, but and but yeah. what's the
0: ultimate outcome? I mean, is it to? uh
1: it's honestly, Mark. It's on at this point. It's honestly, I I look at like my father in law, sixty five, going for his, you know, not Dan Black belt. 19, there, yeah. 19, like yeah, yourself, sixteenth yeah. black. What was? Nineteen. He's nineteenth. Like yourself doing BJJ. Like honestly, I look ahead at guys who are who are training, and I I see the. Ha- I know this sounds ridiculous, but obviously I want to be strong and, you know, not have. I don't, you know, whatever. Don't want to blow out, whatever, and be unhealthy. Honestly, that's I just like the feeling of feeling strong. I just like it. Yeah. Well, so because
0: I mean, when I say strategy, I mean because I just take because you're probably too young for this to even think this way now. But um, I think that uh, my strategy is that when I get to a certain age, beyond where I am now, I want to be able to bend down and pick my hopefully great great grandson at that stage. So what exercise helps me do that? Yeah. And I'm going to start doing it now sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's
1: where I'm at as well. Try and stay subtle, stretch more. I've got terrible hamstrings, always have. Try and stretch more. Don't do ridiculous heavy weights and then just destroy your joints for no reason. Don't be those guys you see like – that have would you know had great physiques in their twenties and then just fell off a cliff because they had too many injuries because they just trained silly and never got over themselves or yeah. the big guts and the you know all that kind of vibe. I'm trying to not do that. I just want to be strong and healthy and fit to keep like you just keep it going. But it's all, but is it is it?
0: it I mean, because you're quite young. I mean, it's it's quite um, insightful to be thinking about that in your at your age. I mean, my age isn't, you know, yeah, I've got yeah, an excuse because yeah. I'm fucking, you know, tapping on the door <laughs> and uh of tapping on the door of being a septuagenarian. So, um, you know, so i got to get my shit together. So, um but you for you, well, why did you, and this is my final question to you, but why do you, why do you feel that way? Why are you starting to do that now at such a, this, to me, it's a relatively speaking young age.
1: Yeah, I I, I honestly, it's honestly exactly the same as you. I, I look ahead. I look at my son. I grew up with a single mother. I didn't, I you know, I had no father, nothing, but never felt a lack of it because my mother did such a great job and I'm making it up every single day as I go along. I just try not to watch Hamish Blake's Instagram because he'll make you feel like a shit dad no matter what you're doing. So <laughs> and so I then I just honestly I'm looking at these children and I'm honestly I look at them and I say to myself healthy husband, healthy father doing everything he can with these children and keeping my mental faculties so I can keep working, keep creative and keep going ahead i know it's boring but that's it no no but and and by the way people like peter Attia or dr peter Attia, they're in their
0: 40s too and that, that's that's his view mm. if from a medical point of view you got to start young yeah of, of course you got to start young yes and, and it's a long road for that's a few right. turns yep and it's yeah. fun yeah it's
1: yeah. a fun road
0: yeah and you can't be drinking i mean it's, it sounds ridiculous but you can't really drink if you're doing that, if you want to do that consistently, you can't – alcohol just, just sort of steals your soul a little bit. Yeah. And you need your soul for – particularly this time of year, middle of winter, yes. you need your soul to get up and take yeah. yourself to training. Yeah, I mean, right. you're probably going to do it before your work. No, I do after work. You do it straight after yeah. your, your show. Yep. Yeah, but, but nonetheless, you're still going to be able to do it. That's right. Or in your case, you have got to get up. What time do you get up to get oh, your oh, show? About 4.40,
1: something yeah. like that. Oh, that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, that's no, fine. So then you just go do it, go do – and then you, you've got all that mental. You just drop it. You do something physical. And you bang your way. And do you and a final. I yeah. keep saying final question, but do you? Um. Uh. Is your show that three hour period? Yeah. Is that meditational for you? It. What it is is it's amne- It's amne- Whatever the verb of amnesia is, it's that. So. Radio amnesia is real. So if you said to me, what did you do today? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Something happened at 7.30, I couldn't tell you what it was. Mm. I couldn't tell you what happened at 6.30. I couldn't tell you what happened yesterday. But I know that when it was on, it was my whole focus. Yeah. So yeah, th- th- but that's that's a pretty important thing. So uh, you're
0: so much absorbed in the in the, yeah. in the moment, you're not thinking about anything else. Nope. But when the moment's over- I move to the next one. You can't remember what it is you're thinking but about.
1: Kind of, it's, as soon as I hear it, I'm off to the next one. And so uh, if you sat me in a room, I can- Feel three minutes. I can just feel it. I can feel it in my bones. And so you keep moving after that and you keep moving. But then you can switch modes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's
0: good for your brain. I agree. I think people would say when – because I would say when you're working, you're actually giving your brain a rest from the noise. I know what you mean. You absolutely are. Yeah, like uh, that's why – you literally
1: close the door, you can't hear anything.
0: Yeah, well, I'm the same in here in this show. Yes, that's right. This is a break from the noise. Absolutely. Which is why I enjoy it because I get a break from the noise. Yeah. I don't – Necessarily feel like doing it before I do it, because I, you know, I'm I'm too busy with the noise, because I'm you know before I walk in here, I get it. I'm get looking it. at my emails. I'm I looking know. There's many things going on. Going on. <laughs> but 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 I'm thinking I should I, I shouldn't be doing this. But I the moment I start it, I think the noise disappears and I actually enjoy and I get and my yeah. brain gets engorged in the moment. Yes, and that's cool. Yes, and then when I'm out. I actually uh, get a bit tired, but it is, that's, it's tiring. That means you've done it right. Yeah, uh, it wears me out, but I then go back to the noise. <laughs> but that means you've done it right. Yeah, I and mean, it's also good for my head. I think a hundred percent. You know, and yes. uh, and I, and Ed, I, I just want to say, like, um, I, I want to, I want to say this to you like, if you don't mind me saying, obviously, say whatever you say, like. But um, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. But I want to thank you for your time, um, importantly. But I want to thank you for your intellectual time and uh, your honesty, and um, your Allowing me to sort of play around a little bit, like dig into the weeds yeah. a bit, especially I when, enjoyed it. Especially when I uh, the, the analogy, I'm quite happy with myself. But the analogy of a, a dummy half, I quite like that.
1: I was happy Number with that nine. too. I, I I hadn't thought of myself in that way too, and I was happy with. I thought you. I was happy with that too. I thought you did great. Now let's start from. So when I wandered in here today, out of twenty, what how what how, what level of engagement slash guest did you think I was going to be? I, my preconception, yeah. Before, as you wandered in, or at what point? No, no. When you when you realised that this is this is who you were talking to, and because when I said hello to you downstairs, you didn't know who I was. That's because I hadn't read my brief. I get it, but you didn't know me by face, so you didn't yeah. know who I was when I saw you outside. No. no. Yep, yeah. and that's when I clicked. But on. I Jerryed that you're the guest. I got no yeah, when yeah, I told yeah, you yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but yeah. then yeah. So, so I, you
0: are, at that point you went up. No, mm. I thought uh, I wonder who my guest
1: is. Yeah. Because I didn't read the brief. I didn't read the brief until I I actually sit down. No, I know. Like a minute minute before. And in my mind, I thought when you were reading the brief. In my head, I thought to myself, "Well, he didn't know who I was when I walked past, which doesn't bother me." And then I thought, "So he's reading his brief." So my first thought was, "So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to knock him off that fucking brief." Yeah. Well, I (laughs) read and the brief gets prepared for me, as you can imagine. But but I never see the brief anyway. No, I know.
0: Yeah. But I thought. But I have to read the brief out of respect.
1: No, I get it. Yeah, Yeah, but
0: but. But the the I do that on purpose because a whole lot of reasons. But the
1: main purpose is I actually like to meet someone for the first time. I like that. It's fun. It's that's a what, fun that's angle. That's what this show's supposed to be. But you need to. I would if I was producing this show, I would I let that be known that you're leaning on that a bit, because it, it gives it more context. Because actually, gives, makes yeah. you. It actually lets people understand that what a good interviewer you are. Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually curious about you. I, I know, but I would I would lean into the. If I was producing the show, I would find a way to well, lean into the. she's sitting over facts. there. Tell her, all right? <laughs> <laughs> she's listening too, by the like. way. I know. She's been taking notes, and she's she uh, she. I heard her muffle a laugh a couple of times. Ed and the, now that we've had the chat, where so let's say I was a zero, or under zero. Cause you oh, know oh, oh, I was. Sorry,
0: answer, answer question out yeah. of twenty. Um, what did I think – your question was, out of 20, what, what, how what I much So I started at,
1: at under zero because you didn't know who I was when we, yeah, I yeah, wanted yep, in. Yep. And now that we're finished, where, 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 where did I get to out of 20? In terms of curiosity or interest? interest, yeah, all of it, overall. I think you're very interesting. What what I think most important for me is
0: I like things that happen to me that don't, ordinary, don't always happen to me. Yeah. And so you do got I. Me, and you got me to think. Good. So you made me think, and uh, that was good. But, but I have to tell you uh, – you uh for me it was a bit like mopping up a bit because uh, you're everywhere i mean you're you're you're, you're, to me you're like no no i'm not saying you're not focused but to me you're like um uh you know um a version of sort of uh string theory um (laughs) you're in a physics sense you're everywhere but nowhere you can be in three or four places at the same time. That's true, and uh, which I find that
1: fascinating. So, uh, so if I said let's go, if I offered, if I said to you we had a great time, let's go for a coffee. Would you say yes or no? Yeah, I guess if I had time, I'd go for coffee. Yeah. Wow, that's good.
0: But I, I have to insert that precondition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke. Good Happy to meet you. Good to meet that you. That was
0: mate. great. That was no, it was good. Happy to talk to you, mate. That was great. Yeah, it was great fun. Appreciate sure it was.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with Mark Boris. Audio production by Jessica Smalley. Production assistants, Jonathan Leondis and Simon McDermott. This is a mentored podcast.